You are listening to episode 38 of the Sunday Shakeout, featuring my summer training review for freshman year cross country. Hello and welcome to the Sunday Shakeout. I'm your host, Nicholas. This episode features a review of my training so far this summer while I've been training for my freshman year of high school cross country. I'll be talking about the last 12 months, including injuries and illness, and also the successes. I'll be talking about some of the lessons I've learned, what I am doing right now this summer, and some goals for the future. The goal of this episode is to provide listeners with some insights and analysis on how I've been and hopefully give you guys some practical tips that I've learned from my own experience. That way, hopefully you don't make my same mistakes. Also, so that you can train smarter and ultimately race faster. If you are new to the Sunday Shakeout, this show features guest interviews, training analysis and tips, gear reviews, and more. With tips for beginning, intermediate, and advanced runners alike, listeners will be provided with insightful information that will help them get faster, stay injury-free, and be happy. I want to give a special shout-out to my friend and my biggest supporter of both my running and this podcast, Renee. Renee is an extremely accomplished master's athlete, having run 200-something half marathons, which is more than I can ever fathom. She's also ran countless marathons, and overall, just she has an extremely high amount of experience in this sport that we all know and love. She has been with me since my early days of training and has supported me and this podcast from Nashville, Tennessee, every step of the way. I want to give a huge shout out to her because she has very, very thoughtfully gifted me a very sleek and nice Nashville running t-shirt, which I really adored. I really, I really, I put it on and it's really, really nice. I like it a lot. But she also gifted me something that I've been talking a lot about on this podcast, the Strength Running Performance Training Journal. Now, I'm not sponsored by strength running at all, but I can confidently say that even though I only used this training journal for a week, I love it. It is set up in a extremely useful, professional, and organized manner. Jason Fitzgerald, the author, provides you with countless pages for you to document your training, also with instructions on how to use the journal, how to plan up tune-up races, and even different types of workouts. So stay tuned in the coming weeks for a full review on the Strength Running Performance Training Journal. But overall, thank you so much to Renee for your endless support and loyalty for this podcast and my running journey. You are my biggest fan, bar none, and I hope to fill up this training journal to its maximum capacity. So yeah, just be stay tuned for another episode where I talk about the... I review the performance training journal in the coming weeks, and I I don't just want to thank Renee. I want to say a special thanks to all of my listeners for the support. You guys are the ones who keep the lights on week after week and keep me inspired to do something that I love, talk about running, and obviously support this great running community. So thanks to all who listen to the Sunday Shakeout, and I can't wait to see what's next for this podcast. Now, back to the show. So this episode is going to be fairly chill, but I think it would be pretty insightful if instead of giving a training tutorial like I always do, I think it would be more insightful insightful maybe if I could kind of delve into and 
analyze what's going on with my running and so hopefully I can provide you all with some insights and some great real world uh really really applicable tips along the way because while I'm a podcaster I'm still a runner and I really want to show that side of me on this podcast so without further ado please enjoy my summer training review So overall, this past year of running for me has definitely taught me a lot of lessons. There have been many, many ups and quite many, many downs as well. Last summer at around this time, I developed a hamstring injury and that lasted for a few weeks. I still managed to race 129 in my first half marathon a few weeks later, but it was definitely frustrating. And then I had a calf and Achilles issue last fall, followed up by a severe sickness over Christmas break. And then I got another sickness in March that caused me to pull out of a half marathon. And then I developed PFPS, also known as runner's knee, doing speed work preparing for the CYL championship meet, a track meet, which that injury lasted for about six weeks. And then soon after recovering from PFPS, I developed a calf strain due to building up too fast. And I am now recovered from everything, and I am just taking everything really slow, and I'm taking a very slow and a, and a very cautious approach back to training. Right now, I, am o I only care about really getting time on my feet six days out of the week, and yeah, it's just all about consistency. But despite all of my injuries and setbacks, I am surprised that I still managed many performance breakthroughs during this time. If somebody told me that this was their story and that this was how their last year went, they had all these setbacks, I would probably predict that they didn't really progress at all or that they even detrained. They got worse. But for me, that's just not true. I PR'd by 30 seconds in the mile with no speed work. I PR'd by almost a, yeah, a full minute in the 5K, more than a minute in the 5K. Even though I raced that one in December when I was sick. I raced it on the day I got sick, actually. I PR'd by almost three minutes in the 10K with only eight weeks of training. And then I ran 129 in my first half marathon, even though I had a really rocky build, like, a, like I said, this hamstring injury, and a terrible fueling strategy. So not to be cocky or over-exaggerate, but I bet if I only had maybe one or two setbacks over the last year, <laughs> dang, I probably could have achieved much, much greater results, even greater than what I did achieve. Now, why is that? Because consistency is everything. If you're able to stack two, three, four, five, and beyond training cycles one after the other without a setback, you will achieve a performance breakthrough, especially if you are a newer runner. And the funny thing is, I'm able to achieve performance breakthroughs even though I haven't been able to go that long without a setback. So then the question is, how much better could I actually get if I put in consistent, uninterrupted training? Now that's pretty exciting to think about, and I hope to maybe get in some consistent training without setbacks in the future. But I don't really want this podcast to be a bragathon about how much potential I have, but all I'm saying is that there is huge untapped potential, and I'm pretty excited about that. So overall, that's just how this last year has gone for me. Now let's go over some lessons I've learned over this past year. The first big lesson that I've learned is that your body always comes first. Always. I'm not talking about body positivity, but I'm talking about if you're always chasing mileage numbers or pushing through workouts, even though you feel like garbage, plain and simple, you're going to tear your body to pieces and all the fitness you built will be meaningless. 
If you're aerobically fit enough to break a world record, yet you've smashed your body to pieces, then think about it. The fitness, it's all for naught. So stop chasing your mileage numbers, and please, I beg of you, listen to your body, and you will not regret it. Another thing you should know is that you should always know your limits. You need to know what your body is capable of handling. You need to know when it's okay to run and when it's okay to not, because sometimes running while you're sore is not at all bad, but other times you can overstep the line, even if you didn't mean to. So you need to build the ability and the awareness of knowing when to run and when to cut the workout, or maybe what mileage number you're, li you're limited to. And that awareness comes with experience. And maybe you overstep the line once, Maybe you overstep your limits once, but that can actually provide valuable knowledge about your current capabilities. Now that's not to say that you should put a hard limit on anything. Don't tell yourself that you'll never be able to run above 40 miles per week without getting injured, because that's just really depressing. But be honest with, your, with yourself about your current capabilities and your current limits. Put things in place that are going to help you do more in training. That's the important part right there. In other words, give back to your body. Make it stronger. Look after it. Start to add some strength training into your program. Build the body up. Start to look after your recovery stuff. Your yoga, foam rolling, nutrition, stretching, self-assage, etc. All the things you know you should be doing, but you don't. Just like your bank account, your body has a spending limit. Oftentimes, we runners withdraw way too much from our bodies and we don't deposit enough. We take way too much and we don't give back to it. So let's start making more deposits to our body and give back, give back to our bodies. And that is really going to go a long way. So the body always comes first. Don't overshoot your limits and focus on consistency. Don't be chasing mileage numbers and cut one run today so that you don't have to cut 10 runs in the future and then be back to ground zero. Because you won't lose any fitness by not running for one day, but you might lose a ton of fitness by not running for 10 days. So start to think about withdrawing a little bit less from your body and look to build that body up. Make some deposits and focus on the long term. Super, super important. If you can take care of your body, then the results will definitely come, especially if you have been really, really inconsistent in the past. If you can stack training cycle after training cycle, I've already talked about this, but if you can stack, stack training cycle after training cycle on top of one another without your fitness graph tanking, you will experience big gains and you probably won't even recognize yourself as a runner. So keep that in mind and always put your body first. Now, the second lesson I've learned is, sorry, <laughs> you should always take care of your psychology. And this is something that I think many runners overlook. Now, I'm not a sports psychologist, I'm not a professional, but I can say with confidence that if you start to prioritize taking care of your mind, your body, and your performance will greatly improve. You will also just feel generally a lot better and a lot more fulfilled, more confident, and overall just more mentally equipped for whatever comes your way. Now there are four pillars that I find of running performance. We got physiology, so how to train properly, nutrition, how to fuel properly and recover, strength training for injury prevention, performance and rehab, and then the last one that's kind of coming up and it's been coming up quite recently is psychology. So that's that's basically just taking care of your mind. And here's a brief list of, not really brief, it's pretty long, but here's a list of what I think psychology entails. I think it entails mental toughness, your motivation and discipline, being able to manage your stress and anxiety, the ability to adopt a growth mindset, cultivating patience and enjoying the training process for what it is, coping with injuries, illness and burnout, 
developing mantras, and then finally, and this one's kind of strange, but seeking discomfort and uncomfortable situations for growth. You need to identify areas on this list that I just mentioned, and you need to identify the areas where you might be weak or where you might need some help. If you decide to address some of these areas, then you will positively influence your performance, training, motivation, and overall well-being. The areas that I personally have had to work on with my psychology in this last year, uh, the three main areas, I'd say managing stress, being patient and enjoying the process, and then coping with injuries and illness. Those are the three big ones. This last year, I went to a very rigorous middle school, eighth grade for me. Now I'm in freshman year, but eighth grade was pretty rigorous for me. I, For me to nail every class and get a 97 or above in every class, I had to do about two to three hours of homework per night. You know, we would have up to five or six tests some weeks with a bare minimum of about two or three. So I was stressed out all the time and this definitely impacted my performance. There were some runs where I just felt like straight garbage because I was just so mentally drained and just so slow. I bombed quite a few workouts and my running performance overall just suffered. I was trying to be like David Goggins th through this whole thing. I was, I was trying to be all this stuff about like, oh, you're burned out, we'll work harder. I was just trying to go like that. I didn't really pay attention to how I felt. I just kept grinding and you know it all did work out i think my lowest grade at the end of the year was like a 97 and so i was i was rolling i was rolling pretty good but looking back on that school year i think one of the reasons i got injured so much was because i was just so stressed out burning the candle at both ends and if you have too much stress in your life your running will suffer you will have impaired recovery and overall your performance is just going to go down the drain so i was hitting 35 to 40 miles per week but I wasn't even able to recover from and absorb all of that training. My body wasn't able to, to repair and build back its tissues as well, which likely contributed to all my injuries. So stress really, really impacted my recovery. And it also suppresses our immune systems. Stress suppresses our immune systems, which makes us more susceptible to illness. So I was probably picking up all those sicknesses because, dang, I was just so, so, so like stressed out. My immune system was going out of whack. So so what I really had to do is I learned had to learn how to manage that stress. And I, I found a few different strategies, mainly by taking time to relax, hanging out with family and friends, and then of course just doing fun things, like it's not that hard, like do, just do fun things, like reading a book, maybe you, if you're into gaming, do that, uh, maybe not like, I don't know, you don't have to game, I mean like gaming is kind of stimulating, you don't really need something that stimulating, but just, just read a book, do something fun, maybe start journaling. And the point is, I just had to learn how to calm myself down. Not just from the perspective of stress, but I also had to learn how to be patient and enjoy the process. Enjoy the training process, because running is something that we all love to do, yet we don't take time to enjoy it. A lot of the times, I looked at running as something I had to do. But doing something as simple as changing the way you look at something can make a huge difference in terms of enjoyment and satisfaction. Instead of saying that I have to do this workout or long run, say I get to do this workout or long run. It can make a, this, that small change can make a big difference. Now, patience is also really key. There were many times during the training process where I just wanted to rush things along because I just got back from injury and I see on Strava, all these guys who I'm gonna be competing against are like way ahead of me, yet I'm at ground zero. And so I try to do too many workouts too soon or I bump the too mileage up too much. And in those moments, you really have to get out a pen and paper and write down where you want to be. 
Start small when it comes to goals, but think big picture. Say, within the next 12 weeks, if everything goes smoothly, this is where I want to be and this is where I will be at my best and at my most fit. You have to self-assess where you are right now and what you are capable of. Then, make a sensible plan and start executing that plan. In that plan, you want to have the training tailored to you and your needs and what parts of your fitness curve you need to move forward. That also means you need to build in the stuff that surrounds the running, like the strength work, the stretching, the foam rolling, the sleep, nutrition, hydration, etc. You also need to follow a training model, not just a running plan. And that kind of just explains what I was saying. You need to not just do the running stuff, but the maintenance stuff, the stuff that surrounds the running. Because fitness is built on the roads, and I've said this before, fitness is built on the roads, but medals are won in the gym. So keep that in mind. Also, don't fall into the trap of following someone else's training just because they are further ahead of you. Instead, follow your own training to achieve your best results. That way, you aren't taking blind shots in the dark hoping that something works. Instead, you are being patient and you are building up properly so that you can be at your best, doing something that you know works for you so that you can stay injury-free and ultimately maximize your performance on race day. And even if you do have a rocky buildup, let's say my 129 half marathon buildup where I had that hamstring injury like just... I'd say like a month before my race. Even if you have something like that happen, don't make it worse by being greedy and getting injured. Instead, make the best of the remaining time you have in the training cycle and just simply look at this as a stepping stone in your overall progression. That is something that I really had to learn how to do and you have to really make the best of a bad situation without making the situation worse. It's pretty simple, but it's kind of hard to do. And then, of course, the third thing I, that I had to learn how to do is that I had to learn how to cope with injuries and illness. I had to force myself to think that there was a light at the end of the tunnel, even if it seemed like it, it was impossible for there to be one. I had to convince myself that I was doing everything I could to get back to training. That means that if I, I was injured, I have to cross-train if I could. I had to do rehab, stretching, foam rolling, get good sleep, get good nutrition. If I was sick, then I had to get good rest and good nutrition. And then maybe if you're being, if you're burned out, if that's your problem, then maybe you have to take a bird's eye view and look at yourself as if you were the coach. What would you do if your athlete was burned out? Maybe you'd reduce the training load. Maybe you'd change the training. Maybe you add some variety, some journaling. Look at yourself from a coach's perspective and try to look at some of the tools that you can use to get yourself back on track. That is super, super important. So those are the two lessons that I've learned. Body comes first and then to take care of your psychology. What have I been doing right now? Well, summer training, if you've ever been on a cross-country team, either in high school or college, you will know that the summertime is dedicated to base training. Now, I made a whole episode on base training, but it's really focusing on increasing our mileage, building our aerobic fitness through long runs, easy runs, volume, and aerobic workouts. You also want to be building your neuromuscular fitness, so the communication between your brain and your muscles, your speed, and your strength, and so that later in the season, you will be aerobically strong. And not only will we be able to handle a higher workload due to our base work in the summer, but we will also be able to handle race-paced workouts and ultimately race really fast when crunch time rolls around, which for us is October. So my last injury healed about four weeks ago, and since I got injured the last time I got back into things, this time around, things have been very cautious. I did two and a half weeks of run walks, which was probably the most boring thing I've ever done in my life, and I did a five-step progression. 10 by one minute run, one minute walk, or 10 sets of one minute run, one minute walk. Then I did 10 sets of two minutes run, one minute walk. Then eight by three minutes run, one minute walk. Six by four minutes run, one minute walk. And then five by five minutes run, one minute walk. 
I repeated each progression for three days in a row, and then I would either take a day fully dedicated to cross training, or I would just take a full day off. Now, the run portions for these run walks were, they were more like jogs. I wanted to keep the heart rate and the effort level in zones one or zone two. And this isn't an interval workout where I was just trying to work on speed or VO2 max. I was simply just trying to get some time running for once in a while. I was just trying to reintroduce my body with the impact forces of running and jogging is quite literally the safest way to do that because jogging poses the least impact force on the body rather than running at 5k pace for example. Now, during this time, you know, my run walk progression and all that, there were many days where I also did cross training the same day as my run walks. And let me tell you, that was not fun because you come into the house after a nice little run walk, be like, oh, I feel so good. Yay, I just get to do some foam rolling. I just get to chill. And then you realize, and then it hits you hard. Dang, I have to do the elliptical for 45 minutes. So, I was doing some aerobic cross training to build and maintain my aerobic metabolism. It was, it was not fun, let me tell you, cross training is really boring, I made a whole episode on it, and I was really sarcastic during that episode, but cross training is not fun, it's necessary though, for many people, but it was, yeah, not good. I was also doing copious amounts of foam rolling, stretching, and strength work after every run. I was doing all of this to make sure that I'm not going to get re-injured, but also to build the body up. That's the important part. You need to build the body up. You need to build the ability to train. I'm essentially the following the phrase, you need to get in shape to get in shape. It's not like I'm fat, it's just aerobically and strength-wise, my legs are not ready to just go hit 40 miles a week. They need to be built up very slowly, and so that's what I'm doing right now. So after my final run walk, I took a day of rest and I did a, my first full run in forever, which was actually pretty exciting. But I want to go back here because I really want to talk about why I did two and a half weeks of run walks because that might seem like a lot, especially for someone who's ran 40 miles a week in the past. The reason I did two and a half weeks of run walks is because coming back from an extended break due to injury is way different than just coming back from one to two weeks of vacation after a training cycle concludes. When you come back from an extended injury, you have to take the process of building up extremely slowly. You really have to throw your ego in the closet and you have to channel your motivation to other areas of your training besides the run training. Instead of going out for a 7 mile run, you might start with a big progression of run walks and maybe focus on cross training, strength training, all your recovery stuff. Most people get injured again after they already got injured because they think they're Iron Man. So they come back and do a 10 mile run after they get PFPS and next thing you know, they flared up their injury again. They're back on the couch. So you really gotta throw your ego out and act like you're starting from ground zero. This is not the time to be using the concept of baseline mileage. You really instead have to build two to four miles very, very slowly, very, very methodically every week, just very slow and steady. Think long term and realize that in three months time, you will be much better off. If your injury was just a week and it was just a calf strain or something mild, you might be able to build up a little bit faster. Perhaps you do a reverse taper, perhaps you use baseline mileage. But if your injury was more than two to three weeks, then you have to take it really slow and build the body up, focus on strength training, the recovery stuff, etc. So because I had a sensible plan and because I built up really slowly using run walks for two to three weeks and quite frequently, I was able to run six days straight full runs with no problem. I ran 21 miles that week, six runs. I felt great doing again, lots of foam rolling, stretching, etc., gym training. So I was pretty happy. 
and this past week was my second week of full runs, and my first runs with my cross-country team. Now, I think I, my first run was on, like, Tuesday with the guys. Yeah, my first run with the team, that was Tuesday. And I really like the guys on my team a lot. I like how they're willing to put in the work, while at the same time, they're very humorous, and they're quite funny. Overall, I just love my team. It's a great team culture, and I can't wait to be a part of this for the next four years of my life. And overall, though this training week was... It was pretty boring, you know, I didn't really get to do any workouts like everybody else. It was tempting to just go pick up the pace, so it was boring in that manner. But overall, the week total up to 25 miles, great to get some time on the feet with the guys. I didn't do any formal workouts, just strides, but again, it's all about consistency. It's just all about time on my feet. But overall, I must say, even though I only ran 25 miles this week with no workouts, I'm pretty sore, particularly the hamstrings, it, but I'm not injured at all, which is the important part. And it's... The reason why I'm not injured, or sorry, that's not a good phrase, but the reason why I say I'm sore but not injured and why that's important is because coach says that the my cross country coach says that the only way you can screw up freshman year is if you get injured. Essentially, what he's doing is he, he is playing the long game with me, which I respect. He asks, Well, how many miles have you been running in middle school? I was like, Well, yeah, last year I ran like 35 to 40. He's like, Okay. Well, I think we better, you know, maybe we, we should, in the winter, that would be your very, very top-end mileage, and we might even take you down a notch. And I really respect what he's doing. I think that it's great that he's trying to build me up slowly so that once I become an upperclassman, I can be one of the main guys on the team carrying the torch. And I think that that statement where he says, you can only screw up freshman year if you get injured, I think that that statement speaks to the nature of our sport. It speaks to the fact that patience is absolutely critical in our sport, and it's the only way you're going to move forward and get faster. You can't expect proper training to be a quick fix. No, proper training is something that builds fitness over time. Just talk to the best coaches. Talk to my coach. Talk to Jason Fitzgerald. Talk to Steven Scullion. Talk to the Ingebrigtsons. Talk to whoever you want, and they will definitely say the same thing. But overall, I'm definitely moving in the right direction. I love my team, I love the camaraderie, and I can't wait for what's next. It's all good. All good stuff. Now, let's look forward into what I'm looking at for goals. For, for this year, for goals, this sounds pretty bland, but for me, it's all about not getting injured and trying to go a full year with not no setbacks and if i get any setbacks hopefully they're sicknesses and not injuries because it shows that well i didn't make a training error hee <laughs> hee but you know it's all about not getting injured and based off of the information i listed earlier about all my struggles in the last 12 months it would be great and it would actually be a pretty big achievement if i just didn't get injured this year because let's look how many issues have i had i had one two three four five six i've had six injuries in the last 12 months meaning i average an injury pretty much every two months so we just really don't want to get injured and we want to focus on putting my body first and my fitness slash my mileage numbers always as priority number two and that is really going to help me in the long term but also in the short term too if you have a lower mileage number so that you can be healthy then so be it then later in life or for me later in high school i will be able to handle so much more training and i'll perform so much better but I don't want to be some ho-ho saying, oh, I just don't want to get injured. I just want everybody to have so much fun. I still want to have some performance goals. I still want to cook this year. Don't get me wrong. So maybe if I was going to set a performance goal, I want to break 1730 for 5K cross country. And then in outdoor track, I want to break 10 minutes for 3200. Those are my two big goals for this year. And I hope that I can have some pa the patience and the safety. Or, sorry, 
the patience to safely and successfully execute those goals and overall just don't get injured and hopefully in the winter I can work my way up to 35 to 40 miles per week and just maintain that you know dial it back a bit keep the ball rolling that's what I really want to focus on this year but now that I've learned so much more about training and doing all this research and looking at the best of the best, I think that I can apply all that information to be pretty successful this year. So, you know, just maybe some small performance goals, but overall, let's focus on the long term this year. Goals for the long term, though, like we're really talking about long term, like what I want to be someday, what I want to be later in high school. Overall, I just want to learn more about training and how I can become a better athlete. That's a big one. I think there's this one quote that goes, the moment you stop learning, you start dying. Essentially, what that means in terms of running is anytime you stop learning about the training process, anytime you just start following back on your coach to give you the training, I think that that's when you become really, I think that's a really dangerous place to be in. I think that's when you're at your most vulnerable for injury, burnout, plateauing, and overall, that's when you're just at your most vulnerable in general. So as Jason Fitzgerald, the founder and head coach of Strength Running says, knowledge is a competitive advantage, and I am completely invested in that idea. We should always be learning, and I always hope you guys are invested in that idea too. As far as running goes, besides just learning new things, I definitely want to go on to help carry the torch for the team. Hopefully someday I can break 4.10 in the mile and break 15 minutes in the 5k, but overall I just want to take it one day at a time. That is how you got to look at this journey. You can't eat the elephant in one bite, you have to break it down. That's how you got to look at this. I don't even really think about my goals that much on a daily basis. I just grind it out, doing what I need to do, training how I should be training every single day. Now that might sound depressing and I might sound like David Goggins to just be focusing on grinding every day, but I also make think it makes I also think it makes the goals a lot more manageable. If you can make a contract with yourself at the beginning of every training cycle that says, this is what I need to do on a daily basis to get to my goal, then it makes it so much easier and so much simpler. You just have to execute every single day, have a plan, have a bigger plan, of course. You need to have your workout schedule and you, you need to have a sensible progression. But if you can just have some daily goals that you check off every single day that are gonna help you achieve your goals, it just makes it so much easier. And this just doesn't just apply to running, it applies to everything in life say you want to be valedictorian in high school it's not like you can just say oh i'm gonna take this magic formula formula i'm gonna use chat gpt you can't do that you have to say okay i'm gonna work on these daily routines and i'm gonna do them every single day and that's gonna help push my grades up that's gonna help me get good grades consistently like get a plus get a 4.0 and that's really going to help me over time get into good schools and ultimately be the valedictorian it makes it so much more manageable so just focus on daily routines and you'll be so much better off anyway that's all i got thank you for listening to episode 38 of the sunday shakeout i hope you all really enjoyed this episode i really enjoyed it i think that sometimes it's really important to reflect on what you're doing in the training process because a lot of times we runners just, you know, whistle by our training way too fast. We just do the training and then we, we don't think about it again. We go for a, do some threshold and we don't even analyze like what happened. Like what was our heart rate? Is our heart rate going down at threshold? And this wasn't so much about threshold. This is kind of more about the last year and how I can improve more fundamental things like my psychology, my injury prevention and all that stuff. stuff. So I think it's really important to be working on these things, but yeah. Overall, if you enjoyed this episode of the Sunday Shakeout, 
please consider following to or subscribing to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I would also greatly appreciate a review in Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Um, I don't know. If you have any questions regarding anything running, please feel free to reach out to me at thesundayshakeout at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as humanly possible, like faster than Usain Bolt. I'll be back in a jiffy. Uh, also, I just want to thank you all so much. Thanks to Renee again for the for the pretty sleek shirt. I'm actually wearing it right now recording this podcast, and uh, thank you for the Performance Training Journal, and again, thank you so much to all my runners for the support. Or, sorry, not all my runners, all my listeners, but you probably are runners, so that's pretty cool. Um, anyway, I'm kind of losing it, so I better just log out here. I better sign off, but hope you all really enjoy your day. Hope you all really enjoy your weekend, and peace out. This is the Sunday Shakeout. <laughs>